On this episode of Bluey's Brisbane, we've got the power. House. Whether you call Bris Vegas home or are planning a trip to the River City, this is the podcast that will help you plan the ultimate Bluey day out. <laughs> the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. Welcome back to another episode of Bluey's Brisbane. This is number three. Uh, coming to you live from New Farm Park. My name's Justin. I'm actually father of two, husband to one, and owner of one card table, which gets hauled around the River City as we explore Louise Brisbane. And once again, I'm joined by the one and only Lou Bromley. G'day, Lou. How are you today? Good. How are you? Really well. And today, what a view. This down is on pretty the, special, isn't it? You know, down on the banks of the, the Brisbane River, New Farm Park, jacarandas are out. It's almost peak Brisbane, isn't it? This is peak Brisbane time. Perfect weather. We're still just under 30 degrees. There's a light breeze off the river. The city cat's about to chug on in into the stop. There's a bin chicken lurking. Far away enough. That's all right with by me. Uh, and everyone's just having a lovely time here. Is This, this is ultimate park weather right Absolutely. Now. And every weekend you've got people down here just sunning themselves, you know, kicking the footy, having a great time in New Farm Park. Yep, absolutely. And of course, this is the location where, you know, uh, the, the healers and all the friends come for the barbecue in the park. The kids are playing under the shade of the, the Moreton Bay fig trees. Um, Spy Game is the episode. Um, you'll know it's set right on the river with your old school just across the river there. Oh, it's such a distinctive roof line. So, unfortunately, I'm a woman of a certain age that I wasn't at Lewards Hill College when we had the massive centre that you can see on the hill, but down on the river too, there's a massive rowing centre now. So there's been so much development since I was a teen um, at Lewards Hill College. But you can see in Bluey, it's that curved roof line um, of the complex that they've now built there. And it looks amazing to sit here on the riverbank going, there is LHC. What was it like going to school, you know, right on the river? Did you think about it? Um, We were very conscious that we were on a river. It, It was a really special place. And we had amazing views too because where Lewards Hill College is, where Hawthorne is, we're on a bit of a cliff. It's not like Kangaroo um, Point in terms of cliffs. But at this time of year, and Year 9 art, I painted this. So, you know, we're talking about paintings later. There could be a Lou Bromley original available later. Um, That park just turns purple and it turns in it that emerald green too of the figs which never lose their leaves so it was an incredible patchwork quilt of different colors and that was something that actually year nine art because my mum bless her has still got that in the kitchen of that bend in the river with the city buildings in the background so yeah we always were using the river in some aspect of being at school in episode one we talked about the colors of of brisbane and how bluey's kind of really nailed that um especially the you know the the purples and the blues the jacarandas that are out now and you'll actually be talking to someone a little bit later who specializes in painting those jacarandas absolutely if there is somebody who captures brisbane jacaranda and the light the man is david hinchliffe there's nobody else that's coming close to that i've always loved brisbane and so being a councillor was a natural expression of that now as a painter of brisbane I feel it's continuing that sort of love affair uh, with the place. And he's got, a, he's got a pretty unique perspective on Brisbane, having been at one point the, uh, the Deputy Lord Mayor of the city. He's now moved, I guess, 
it's pretty different for politicians because a lot of them after politics go into some kind of lobbying role or some kind of business role. Yeah, he's, absolutely. you know, taking a different path. And he's really out there. You can Google David and he's always been out there saying, now, lobbying wasn't for me. He'd, he'd served, he'd done his time. But the interesting thing is he started out as an artist first and did a, heaps of training ye- decades and decades ago and it's almost like public service interrupted artist David. So he's worn many hats over the years um, in terms of it and now he's fully exploring that role as David the artist. And world-renowned as well too. Absolutely. And what you're going to hear is, which blew me away, is that Brisbane jacarandas from New Farm Park are in galleries at Hampstead Heath in London. It, we're big in Japan, to quote Tom Waits, <laughs> um, that there is an insane popularity for that jacaranda blue and these riverside scenes uh, of Brisbane. And also in Shanghai, uh, Hong Kong and New York as well. So I think that's just a little bit humbling in some ways to think little old Brizzy, the Briz Vegas, um, the light that he portrays through the trees and the colour that produces is hanging in galleries and homes all around the world and inspiring people to come here, I'd like to think. From Bald Hills to Beanley, this is the podcast that lives and breathes Brisbane. Well, we'll catch up with David shortly. Um, but look, we're sat down here on the banks of the river beautiful day card tables set up um and this is part of brisbane that's really got some great history not just of the, the modern age but also it's a, a very special place to the to the indigenous australians who you know lived here for thousands of years uh, the tourable people they actually used this part of uh, new farm as hunting grounds for fishing for catching tortoise um and then of course after colonization um, it actually became a farm, as per the name of the suburb, New Farm. So is there any other history that you've kind of dug up while we've been sat here by the River Loo? I think it's great that this is a bit of convict history because we think convicts, in terms of Australia, we've got to go visit a jail somewhere, but this is where they farmed. And you will still see things like sandstone cut blocks on foundations or maybe the curb and channelling that kind of thing so you get these little glimpses of that kind of convict history but it's actually more modern history that kind of blows me away and in fact I kind of looked at you going I you know I'm in disbelief and awe that we had a submarine base here at New Farm Park in World War II and it was quite large it was actually the biggest US submarine base in the southern hemisphere and they were quite concerned about this getting bombed it really disrupted schools so you you were telling me about a factoid that you found about it, about kids that had to go in two halves. We were talking about this just before we, uh, we hit record. Yeah, it actually split the schools into two because they, they put one group of kids in the morning, one group of the kids in the afternoon. They were worried about New Farm actually being bombed during the war. Uh, they were concerned that it was a target. Um, they were concerned about the school kids. Um, and you can actually relive some of this history uh, just up the river from here at Tenerife, uh, which is just outside some of those beautiful old wool stores that have been converted into, you know, apartments now. But what you can do is you can go for a little walk along the river. They call that the Submariner's Walk Heritage Trail um, along the river there. It's a stretch of about, I think, about 200, 300 metres along the river, just near the wool stores on Macquarie Street. So if you're into your history, definitely want to check that out. Absolutely. Now, something that you found 
was why we have a powerhouse here at New Farm. And I'm a little embarrassed because I went to school so many years ago across from it. I've painted it in year nine, but I didn't actually know the purpose of it. Like, it sounds like it generated power, but I actually didn't know it had a specific purpose. So I'm going to throw this open to you because I have been humbled I had no idea after all these decades. Well, it's actually for the tram network. So Brisbane uh, had, a, had a thriving tram network for about oh, 60 or 70 years. At first it was horse-drawn trams, and of course then they moved to electric trams. They needed something to, to power those trams. They built the powerhouse uh, at New Farms Coal-Fired. They bring the coal in and use the river water for cooling, essentially. So that was what powered the tram network in Brisbane. Interestingly enough, we're going to find out a little bit more about the tram network in the next episode of Bluey's Brisbane. But that's what... Ooh, yeah, a little hint. A little hint too. You've been up to something, I have, you? yeah. I've been out exploring some of uh, Brisbane's history and the tram. So we'll find out a bit more about that Alrighty. in the next episode. But the, the powerhouse has really taken on a new lease of life now, hasn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. Like, a, it's a arts and cultural hub of Brisbane down here. So you can do live shows, live music, theatre. There's circus as well. Mm. Um, you can even do classes or see performances. Um, but also just get some good fancy nosh with fancy drinks. So there's an absolute hub down here that you can indulge in. Again, for bandits and chilies, a great date night location. We set up the card table in the wrong spot, didn't we? Should have set it up in the bar. <laughs> we should have. Louis Brisbane! Look out for the grannies. Move your sausage legs! New Farm and the surrounding suburbs here, I'm talking sort of Newstead and uh, Tenerife, uh, they've changed a lot over the years since they you know, were originally developed. Um, Tenerife, famous as a, uh, as a shipping destination. We mentioned the submarines, but you know, you've got the wool stores there, the boats would rock up, the ports were there. Um, so the, the suburbs really changed from that working class origin mm. to now being a very upmarket and very desirable part of Brisbane. We were just looking at the property prices and you're going to need some pretty Oof. deep pockets if you want to buy a new farm, you need a, at least one and a half million to get into new farm. So it's a pretty desirable part of Brisbane, isn't it, Lou? Oh, absolutely. And like we're, we're looking around here and we can catch glimpses of a lot of the Art Deco uh, apartment blocks. And they're just stunning. There's so many of those Art Deco classic features that have been preserved here. But also there's the glimpses of the Queenslanders that we've talked about in the Red Hill episode too. And the various eras of Queenslanders, there's still glimpses. And then ultra-modern as well, right beside it. And then we're reclaiming as well our industrial past. I mean, we've made an arts hub out of a powerhouse. Uh, the wool stores now are an incredibly popular and hard-to-get-into place to buy, let alone rent. So it's become quite a highly sought-after precinct in Brisbane. And uh, a one man who knows more about New Farm than probably anyone else you caught up with, David Hinchliffe, the, the artist. Absolutely. And the former uh, Deputy Lord Mayor. Look, David's now a, a world-renowned artist, um, but he's actually spent over two decades as a councillor on the, uh, the Brisbane City Council, and I think it was four years as Deputy Lord Mayor. So he's got a unique perspective on Brisbane. Um, what was it like to, to chat to David in his, uh, in his art studio? Well, his art studio is in Fortitude Valley, and his little street that he's on is exactly how I described New Farm. There's old Queenslanders, ultra-modern, new-built um, apartments and townhouses as well. And I just found it an incredible experience. And I may have fangirled a tad 
while I was there. And, uh, and David's a big fan of Bluey, isn't he? He's got uh, a couple of grandkids. Absolutely. So he has a role of granddad as well. And he, I think there's a certain lot of pride that I heard from David about you know being Deputy Lord Mayor, about being a councillor, and then an artist who's showcasing you know, aspects of our city to the world. And then to see something like Bluey and watch it with his granddaughters, he's just so proud that this is his backyard. This is where he is artist in residence. Well, uh, let's have a listen to some of your chat with David Hinchliffe. As an artist, you're really well known for very iconic images of Brisbane, especially Jack Aranda's. Can you tell us a little bit about a painting we're looking at here of a family under some Jack Aranda trees? Well, that painting is actually a commission uh, from friends of that family, uh, and it will be presented to the woman who's pictured in the painting this Saturday. Uh, I won't mention any names, but uh, uh, I get lots of commissions from people who want to preserve their family in some sort of form. Uh, most people will take photographs and have them on the wall. Every now and then someone will say, look, we, we love New Farm Park or City Botanic Gardens or we had a wonderful time in New York or Paris. That's where we, we were engaged, etc., etc." And once upon a time, I would have thought that was all a bit emotional, um, <laughs> a bit twee perhaps, but now I think it's lovely. I think it's lovely. What I've changed no your problem. mind? Uh, maturity, uh, old age, call it what you will. Uh, it's changed my way of thinking. I no longer believe that artists have to uh, wrestle with inner turmoil uh, and get their angst up there on the canvas. Uh, I think it's perfectly acceptable uh, and one shouldn't be in the slightest bit uh, ashamed of painting lovely paintings. And if I can paint paintings that people do like, even love, well, that's quite a privilege for me. Um, my previous career, which was very much attached to, uh, to Brisbane uh, as a Brisbane councillor, was full of complaints. Now my life is full of compliments. Uh, once I had uh, brickbats, now I've got bouquets. Uh, life has never been as sweet as it is now. Speaking of being a councillor, I'm going to upgrade that. As your job title, you're in fact our Deputy Lord Mayor. Mm -hmm. um, when were you our Deputy Lord Mayor? Uh, from I was in Civic Cabinet for a total of about 17 years, um, and for four of those years I was Deputy Lord Mayor uh, and Leader of the Majority in Council uh, and Deputy to Campbell Newman. Campbell were, and I were of different political uh, backgrounds, but we managed to get on and uh, it was a tense, frustrating, uh, gruelling uh, time, but we managed with a little bit of goodwill to make it work. But I've always, I've always loved Brisbane, and so being a councillor was a natural expression of that. Now, as a painter of Brisbane, I feel it's continuing that sort of love affair uh, with the place. When you watch something like Bluey, and you see them, Ludo Studios, representing Brisbane, through your artist's eyes, what do you see? How, like, I don't know, critique them. What do you think they're doing so well? Yes, uh, I've gone from paving footpaths to painting footpaths, uh, from opening parks to painting them. Uh, Bluey, I think, is just this wonderful, uh, I guess, growing up of Brisbane, that we now have our very own cartoon figure who has somehow captured the imagination 
uh, of the rest of the world. And in that respect, it's a bit like Trent Dalton and Boy Swallows Universe. Who would have thought that a story about a boy growing up in, in Goodna and Brackenridge and, and uh, aspiring Humble to Dara. be... Yes. Yeah, and Dara, uh, and aspiring to be a journalist at the Courier-Mail would have switched on lights all over the world. Uh, I remember getting out of uh, the tube station in Hampstead Heath to go to a show I had there last year. And as I got up out of the station, there was... Uh, Boy Swallows Universe all over the, all over the um, uh, the bookshop, and at the same time, Bluey is conquering screens all around the world. And there's something about the affection that those writers uh, and creators have had for their home city that comes through in that work. And there's something beautiful about Brisbane that the rest of the world is interested. It's not a story or a cartoon. It's simply about us. It's also about the rest of the world as well. Now, if you were going to make a recommendation for those on the outside looking into Brisbane, mm. where should they be going for, I'm going to call it a bluey day out, but maybe an <laughs> ultimate Brisbane day out. What are some of the must-haves people have got to see? Well, you know, I can't... My heart belongs to New Farm Park. Uh, it really does. And I spent a week there uh, during what passes for winter in Brisbane, uh, painting and it was a really wonderful seminal moment I think for me because I realized that I should have been in New York uh, should have been doing painting work workshops in Italy and France and they're all very exotic destinations and I thought I love this place I don't have to be somewhere else and in relation to Bluey a lot of what happens in Bluey I always assume is something around New Farm Park uh, or Red Hill. So go for a, a go catch a bite to eat up at La Trobe Terrace in Paddington. Um, uh, zip down, uh, catch a city cat uh, in the city and uh, take the bend underneath the Story Bridge to New Farm Park, get out there and spend the afternoon at the playground at New Farm Park. Uh, go get a, dr a drink in the evening at the Powerhouse. Uh, all of those things are featured in, in, uh, in Bluey. So that's probably my bluey excursion. Rumour on the street is you have something to do with why we're able to climb the Story Bridge here in Brisbane. Yep. Uh, way back uh, on, I think, the 50th anniversary of uh, the bridge, which was in the late 80s from memory, because I think it was around about uh, 1939, uh, it occurred to me that we should be able to use the Story Bridge and at one stage I was talking about bungee jumping off the Story Bridge. There were a few problems with that. But I said, we should at least be able to climb it. That went nowhere. Uh, and then the, then the bridge climb down in Sydney started. And I came back to Jim Sawley, who was World Mayor at the time, and said, mate, we've got to do something about the bridge. You know, it's going to waste. I had climbed it quite a few times without harnesses, without all the gear. And eventually, uh, after we got through all of the hoops and obstacles, uh, we, we ended up doing it. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's one of the things I've been involved in. And, of course, the powerhouse is something else that I was in, responsible for the uh, overseeing the, the powerhouse development, uh, which took a very, very long time to get through all sorts of levels of government and stuff. Um, <laughs> that's very true, yes. So, yeah, I, I, I got a few things done, not nearly as much as I expected to. But with 25 years in council, uh, I guess you expect to do at least something, so that's one or two things. 
David, I want to say a very sincere thanks for making time today because it was so hard jigsawing, you know, like a jigsaw diary, getting this into both our diaries to meet up. It's been my pleasure. I can't talk enough about Bluey, about Brisbane, about my granddaughters. They're all subjects that uh, I find very easy to chat about. So, no, thank you for asking. So that was former Deputy Lord Mayor David Hinchley with his unique perspective on Brisbane. And mic drop moment, mm-hmm. the fact that he was the one who was gunning for the Story Bridge climb to actually get off the ground and happen, that's amazing. I did not expect that. My research did not bring that up. So here I am innocently coming along to talk about how he's been an artisan residence in New Farm Park, doing a series of paintings for the Red Hill Art Gallery and thinking this is a wonderful connection to Bluey as well as knowing he was a bit of a fan as a grandfather and then he just threw that out there that he was the one who got the Story Bridge Adventure Climb approved and ready to go. I was able to talk to him a little bit about how I got to climb the bridge during July of 2020 which was the 80th birthday of our bridge here in Brisbane. What was that like heading up the bridge especially at such a you know pivotal moment in history 80 years since the bridge was built? Oh, fantastic. I mean, I'm going to throw it back as a question to you, Justin. If I said, hey, what are you doing Sunday? Let's go climb some civil infrastructure. You're not going to say yes. <laughs> well, civil infrastructure doesn't sound that, uh, that appealing, does it? It's not blowing many people's hair back, but uh, maybe the odd engineer would go giddy up. But um, if I then say actually come and climb the Story Bridge, there's something evocative about that. And I've done the Brisbane Greeters Tour of the Walter Taylor Bridge at Indrapilly. And so getting onto the Story Bridge, it was finally like, yes, I've got the big bridge now under my belt. Uh, The views up there are just so unique to Brisbane. They are 360 degrees. And even there were glimpses where I could see through um, the skyscrapers towards Red Hill. Those sort of views we get with Bluey with transmission towers on the left, the church on the right. Mm. But with our river, with Kangaroo Point, where you actually go up, you go up the Kangaroo Point um, pylons, and you're looking across to New Farm, you can see New Farm Park. You can turn around and you see all the way to at least Norman Park and beyond in terms of reaches of the river. You catch glimpses of South Bank as the river snakes around. But you're right there with the CBD. So it's a little no surprise that the twilight climb and the night climb are one of the most, um, or two of the most popular climbs you can do just simply because city lights in the river reflected with a sunset amazing so I was just blown away I knew it was going to be good I knew I'd had fun and then it just took my expectations so much higher than what I thought it was going to be unique perspective on the river too because once you get up high you realize why it's called a brown snake oh yeah there's just so many twists and different reaches of the river I don't think you can really see that when you're at land level or even you appreciate it on a city cache as you're mm. whipping around to all the different stops. You know you've been winding your way through the city, but you really get that bird's eye view at the top of the bridge. All right, so definitely something to put on the list. Oh, it is a must-have. I cannot emphasise that enough. If you can stretch your budget, because we talk about low cost or no cost, this is the thing to save all of the dollar bucks and blow it on a twilight or even a night walk if you can do it. The podcast showing off the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. All right, well, that's a pretty extravagant thing to do while you're in the New Farm area. Um, What about some stuff that's 
you know, maybe not so, uh, not so extravagant. You get to see the bandstand in Spy Game episode. Um, there are bands that are down here literally in a bandstand playing for free. And I think that's just, it's so wholesome and lovely um, that you can, you know, throw the picnic rug down. There are barbecues all around here to share. And it is an incredible experience. You know, top up some go-cards. Maybe you do a cheeky few stops on the City Cat to have your river cruise. Mm. But um, you can make this as no cost as you'd like. And there are just so many options here where you're getting the full New Farm experience. Well, one of the things you can do is you can actually walk or ride. And every episode we've been talking about, you know, riding somewhere. Um, you can do a walk or a ride along, you know, multiple stretches of the river. You can do either the New Farm River Walk, uh, which famously washed away in the floods of 10 years ago, um, or you can actually um, ride or walk the boardwalk and pathway between New Farm Park uh, and Newstead Park, which is actually home to Newstead House. Mm. And that history, that's Brisbane's oldest residential home right there, right on the river. Great spot. I think also, too, if you want to get a bit old school, the Bowls Club. So, Mirtha is like a suburb within a suburb here in New Farm. And it's known, the Bowls Club in New Farm is known as Mirtha Bowls Club. They do barefoot bowls on Wednesdays through to Sundays. And they regularly have things like barbecues, burgers, that kind of, you know, pub fair type meals. Mm. So that can be really quite a low cost fun time out as well. And they're right on the river. Best Bowls Club views. I'm going to put it up there. Amazing that it's actually still there, given the demand for property in in the area, right? Yeah, don't change, Mirtha Bowls Club. No, don't change, no. Um, Look, another great thing um, is just the Italian uh, subculture that's evident in New Farm. Um, A lot of the early immigrants to the area were were from uh, Italy. That's still present nowadays. You've got a lot of the Italian-style cafes, the delis, um, so there's, you know, restaurants on offer. So, you know, one thing for the bandits and the chilies, another date night option right there. Absolutely. And maybe a date day, you know, start off around midday, but you could go do a craft brewery um, trip and you're all in walking distance of pub it. Pub crawl. Pub crawl. Pub trip, did I say? <laughs> we could do a pub crawl. I got the lingo. There are so many options where the bandits and chilies can actually just ditch the car so you're not designated driver. And you can be walking uh, between craft breweries, between Kangaroo Point, New Farm and Newstead. So there's felons that are just underneath the Story Bridge on the New Farm side. You've also got sea dogs as well under the Kangaroo Point pylons of the Story Bridge. Um, You can also then walk around to New Farm and you've also got Newstead Brewing Company, um, there's so many different options and Tipler's Tap, which is a bar that you can try more craft beers there. So you're really limited by how far you think you can walk and how or many stumble. you had <laughs> between each one. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Another one I'd recommend as a you know, music lover, uh, the Trifford mm-hmm. in Newstead, which is owned by John Collins, um, formerly of Powderfinger, famous Brisbane band. Um, that's a great place, you know, catch a show. Um, or even just drop in for a Sunday session. Great, great bar, live entertainment. What more do you want? And literally a stone's throw from the card table, which I'm starting to question why did we bring the card table when there's so many different options where we could have been having a cold one. I mean, what bar is literally just there? What bar? That's right. What bar? What bar? 
It's like, who's on first? Oh, my goodness. Who's on second? Um, watch bar as in W-A-T-T, like Power Watts, in the powerhouse. So it's the resident bar in the powerhouse, and you don't need reservations. There's fancy finger food and fancy drinks as well. All right. Well, I reckon we should uh, think about, um, you know, offloading this card table into the car and uh, blowing the froth off a cold one up at the Watt bar. The time um, has come. Yeah. So, uh, so where are we off to next, Lou? We're husband shopping. Husband shopping. Does that mean what I think it is? It's yeah. We're off to Hammerbarn. Hammerbarn, and uh, also the dump. So, in the next episode, we'll be exploring the areas of Fernie Grove and Capera. And Brisbane people might think, well, what's there to do in Capera and Fernie Grove? There's actually a heap of stuff to uh, to you know, check out in the area as well as Hammerbarn. It's pretty and cool. it's the hammer bun. It's the hammer bun. Not just any hammer bun. Because, no, you know, they're all everywhere. Yeah. And my kids are always asking when they see a hammer bun, is that the hammer bun? No, you but know we're going to the hammer bun. You know it's the hammer bun because it's set into a quarry, which is still functioning, picture perfect from the cartoon to the actual real life hammer bun. Yeah, your research was spot on, I all have right. to say. So, yeah, let's, let's go just choose colours at the colour bar at hammer bun. You've been listening to Bluey's Brisbane. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for at Bluey's Brisbane.